Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. So yeah, no, yeah, we promote, we like to promote like all of our friends and sure. you know what I mean. Joey's the big um, sponsor of the show. Joey, Joey Cardi. Oh, cool. So he's the, awesome. we're the he's the headline presenting sponsor of the show. That's awesome. And, um, but as far as like promoting like anyone else, and so we really don't take ads from anyone sure, or anything sure. like that. We just like promote our friends and, sure. That's and like good local mean. businesses, yeah. and because it's very much like a local vibe driven kind of show. Right. And. Um, and we always want to keep it that way. Cool. You know I, what I mean? Like, I think that makes it more uh, more real. You know, the funny thing is, is that I've always said, like, like the people in Hollywood and the people that people think are famous, I always question that. Like, why why right are on. they famous? Sure, and not, sure. like, the important people that I know. Like, because right I know some pretty badass people locally yeah. that are put those people at their core to shame. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sure. that's, like, these are the people that are famous to me. Yeah, I, I agree. You know what I mean, I have the same group of friends. You know, like even Joey Accardi, he's been in town for so long. So he's such a predominant guy in Pompano Beach. You know, we actually landscape. I used to work for Ted Connor Landscaping, and we I actually landscaped all that whole area with Ted Connor. So, oh, it's yeah. a dealership. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, it yeah, looks we've done nice. all that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't personally do it, but I worked with Ted and a lot of different stuff, and that was one of them. Yeah. yeah, Joey's a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah, he's really you know right right off the bat when we started getting the show rolling, he's like, I want in on this, man. He's like, it's so cool, you mm-hmm. know, because he's very much like that local vibe kind of cool. guy too, and awesome. he's a big supporter of like just a lot of yeah community events and things that go on and cool, you know. So it's it's all like a happy, happy, fuzzy, feel good kind of stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, let's keep it local as we can, you know. Like I said, it's all about. You know, the Taha Marine Centers and, uh, yep. you know, the Bill Pop Fingers and everybody with the businesses around here that are, especially now with COVID and everything, it's mm-hmm. like they're all struggling, you know. It's it's tougher on them. It's tougher on all their employees, you know. Half these businesses are losing their employees and they got no one to work, you know what I mean? Because they got to stay home for two weeks, you know, so that's a bummer. Yeah, so the... Um we were talking recently with someone about that, like, you know, with the restaurants in particular. Like, the restaurants themselves... Like might be able to pull through this, but the people that really suffer is like the wait staff and like all the yeah. employees that aren't able to get the hours that they were able to get before, get or anything, like the entire yeah. structure of the business changes. Because yeah. some some of the restaurants do well with the takeout, 
but you know, probably not as well as they were doing before, but probably well enough to like survive through it and sustain and take, you know, take some um, employees out. Like you said, you take the employees out and now you're doing takeout, but you're all those people that were serving are not there and they're not making their money. You know what I mean? Like I was going to, you know, Papa's the whole time getting Mm -hmm. takeout all the time and cooking it myself and doing so they were doing a great job over there. I mean, he was, he was pretty busy. Yeah, no, they, they were, um, you know, it, in kudos to Troy and Cassie because, you know, that's a different type of restaurant too with all the raw stuff and sure. all the different requirements that they had in addition to just all the COVID requirements. Sure. And it wasn't easy yeah. for them. I know that for a fact, but they did it. And, you know, that's just a testament to who they are. They're real hard yeah. workers and yeah, they're good. You know, dedicated and dedicated to the local vibe and the people of, you know, North Broward basically, yeah. you know. But I'm going to formally introduce you here. Okay. Right. So we're here today with Jim Burgess on the uh, Connected by Water, presented by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Um, so I'm going to introduce you as Florida native, and I was going to say surfer, fisherman, but I'm just going to say Dive all around, surf, all around fish, waterman. Yeah, right. The, so yeah. you're like at the yeah. core. You, you got I salt have. and sand of Pompano Beach, like in I your have. blood. I have. I've graduated from Pompano High School. My daughter goes there now, so it's uh. Uh, I live in Deerfield, but I'm actually Pompano yeah. to the core. You're a mangler. Yeah, we just we just went diving, uh, got our lobsters, got a flounder, got some hog snappers. It was fun with the boys. So we yeah. Had, yeah, we just got back. It was good. Yeah, that's uh, weekend, cool. Yeah, it was fun, man. So yeah, I just grew up. I actually grew up on Atlantic Boulevard, mm-hmm. um, right across from the Seven Eleven, and right next to that little lock right there. That. Uh, that spillway. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up snook fishing right there when I was a kid and just snagging mullet with a treble hook and then slapping it out there and catching there's monsters back there. Mm-hmm. Back, back in the day, I haven't been there in a while, but that was my first snook, uh, you know, like, wow, we can catch some big fish back here. It's yeah. not just mullet in the backyard, you know what I mean? So we that kind of stoked me out when I first started snook fishing. Um, yeah, it's funny what kind of gets you, what, what hooks yeah. you. I know, like, for me, too, it was snook and, like, bass fishing, too. Yeah, you know, I was Eventually, a, I, you graduate to actually getting on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I started bass fishing when I was, that's how I started, you know what I mean? Like, let me take this buff off, I'm sweating. Yeah, it can get hot in here. Jim's wrecking the place. Jim's not here five minutes, he's wrecking the place already. That's, that's about <laughs> normal for me. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh. And then I graduated to Camino Bridge mm-hmm. in snook fishing. That's what, you know, once you, uh, you learn and then you, then somebody tells you a guy named Mike Jeffries actually taught me how to really snook fish. You know what I mean? And, uh, that was at Camino and all the bridges and went from, uh, trying to finger mull to big shrimps. We used to catch off a of Deerfield Pier. Well, get from Deerfield Pier, mm-hmm. single split shot with a 40 liter and, Everybody be sitting there with their mullet and their cranes, and I'd walk up with a spinning rod and a and a shrimp and catch four snooks real fast, and they'd be like, "What the?" Hell <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, you got, they don't want to come up here and get the mullet you got swimming around. They're on the bottom. They're sitting yep. there. They're laying down there, and the shrimp and the split shot goes right down to them, and they eat it, and you catch them, and you leave, and they're all sitting there like, "What do we do?" Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I used to love growing up fishing off of Pompano Beach and yeah. like the pier and even like catching Pompano off there at the sand yeah. place and everything like that. It was a good time as a kid. Remember man. the bait wells at Pompano Pier? Those yeah. were great. You yeah. know what I mean? Those were the best. Like I would sit there and literally I made my own pilchard rings. 
I would sit there and load up pilchard so much that we would just make pilchard chum, and then we'd go out fishing with all this, like, we'd stick all the pilchard to the grinder and then freeze it. Mm-hmm. Talk about a nasty job, man. That was pretty hardcore, but yeah, uh, the smell that, that is incredible. Good yeah, 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 it's gnarly. <laughs> but, yeah, then we, uh, then we would go, you know, wahoo fishing and have all our pilchard chum and stuff like that right off right offshore, so... I actually had a 26-foot Mako, a 77 for a while, and I did a lot of offshore, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think how I got into fly fishing with Snooks is I had to sell my boat, kind of had the two kids. I was in between, you know, like jobs and stuff before I was working for Ted and um, Ted Connor Landscaping. And um, Junior Popfingers called me one day. He's like, the Snook are killing it right here on the beach. Just drive over here. I got a rod, and I'm going to let you catch one. And um, I didn't know we were fly fishing. I just walked up. He's like, here, just do this. And I um, That's my, when you learn how to fly fish? On my fifth cast, I caught like a 15-pound Dude, you snook. were done. I'm like, oh, my God. You were done. I don't even need a boat. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You're never fishing any other way boat. ever again. I don't need a boat. I'm what? What? Oh, my God. Where do I get this stuff at? You know what I mean? And uh, after that, it was probably about, I don't know, seven years ago. And. I was hooked on fly fishing after that. Yeah. Even so, I've been to Tennessee and the rivers and fly fish there too. It's oh, you cool. did? Yeah. See, I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm new to fly fishing, right? right so, um, I've done it before in the past, like ages ago. But when I say done it, it's not really done it. It was mm-hmm. kind of like when we were in like peanut schools, we'd gotcha. bring the fly rod with us. Yeah, in the dolphin. Just to have fun yeah. for with peanut schools and sure. just like, you know, make that worth it. Rather than, you know, who knows? At it's that, point, that's you know actually I mean? a fun. I've done that, and it's fun. Yeah, it's fun, you know right? I mean? So we would just have, have a good time, and I did that with Frank Gibbs. Cool. And, um, you know, but I kind of laid it down after a while, and then I always had the dream of going to, like, Montana, like, yeah. and, you know, in the Missoula kind of thing, and sure. Blackfoot River, and, like, so it's, like, my bucket list is to, like, fly fish on the Blackfoot Colorado's River. Colorado's got some great ones, too. Yeah, Big right. browns, huge Huge rainbows. Yeah. So I got a fly rod uh, when I was doing a bunch of work with the CCA, and they were had these fly rods. And I'm like, oh, I want to buy one of those fly rods off of you. So they gave me, like, a real sweet deal. Like, yeah, you can have it for, like, cost. So I got a TFO, and it's a nice setup. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I took it out to the Bahamas um, when I was uh, over there for the custom shootout with Skip Smith, and um, I caught some bonefish on it. And then I'm like... Oh, this, this is great, is it. but this is yeah, it. but over yeah. there the opportunities for catching bonefish or flyer, a lot better than yeah. they are of here. Course, so of it's kind of like well, well, it depends on where you go. There's there's opportunities not on this right here particularly, but down in the Keys, yeah, you got spots and yeah, there's spots. You know what I mean? You got to know where to go. It's, I'll bring it with me this weekend. So I'm heading down fishing the backcountry with uh, Captain Charles Hertel cool. on, on his boat this, this weekend. Oh, where flamingo? No, well, we might run the Flamingo, but it's going to be out of Isla Mirada. Okay. So it all kind of depends on what he feels is going to be the hot spot for the day. So I usually just follow his lead when I go down there. Right on. Um, But we brought it out. John and I went snook fishing, and I brought it out, and I got all happy, like, stoked, and I'm thinking I'm going to be able to use it, but it was, like, way too windy. Like, yeah. You know, it was yeah. even way too windy. The weatherman lied that day. Yeah. He said yeah. it was supposed to be calm. It was blowing, like, 15 yeah. and uh, weeds everywhere, so it yeah. was impossible for him. Yeah. yeah, even with the pilchards, it was like yeah. just blowing them right back into the shore, and there's all the weed like right along the shore. And, and then was... you snag one on your back cast. That's the yeah. I've actually broken them, my rods, by casting, snatching a seaweed, and then throwing it. Yeah. It has torqued my rod so hard it snapped it. Oh, really? Yeah, so be careful. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But a lot of times when the seaweed's there, I mean, too much seaweed is too much seaweed. It's a, It's obvious you're not being able to. 
the snooks are swimming under them and the right. fly is in there. And But a little bit of seaweed really helps the bite, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it does. Like it really helps. So mm-hmm. As long as nose, you can weed through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've been tying some weedless flies, you know, with a little little piece of mono from the back of the hook to the front of the hook, which is a good, you know, might even. Yeah, did you bring any with you today? Yeah, I probably have one I can show. Yeah, so I was kind of hoping, like, um, I'm like, I'm going to bring Jim on the show so he can teach me how to fly fish first. Right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I make different ones. Like, I think I posted on Facebook, you know, like feathers. This would be oh, that's great. Least, least plastic left in the ocean mm-hmm. because that's important, especially to my wife. She's like, why do you want to put plastic in everything, you know? Yeah, this is so, for, I guess for those, I, I have to remember that sometimes this gets recorded on audio. Yeah, so we're looking yeah. at a, a, a beautiful fly here. Then you tie all these yourself. That's made, yeah, that's made with um, hackle, which is like rooster chest feathers. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's hackle. That's hackle white and here, hackle. The focus is on your face, so if you hold it closer to your face, oh, you'll be able okay. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll just hold it out. So nice. I'm trying to show the weedless ones if I haven't. Oh, yeah, I made some. Show them. Also made a couple different colors, like this one right here. This is more for uh, yeah, what, what would be that. what would be a glass minnow, more brown on top than mm-hmm. than uh, than green, which that's more pilchard. Yeah, um, these are great, man. Also, tie some cool shrimps out of uh, epoxy mm-hmm. and just feather. They're pretty cool. They work. They're not really something you strip. You kind of just leave. Are it. you selling these, or are you just using them for yourself? No, I don't sell them. You just make them for you. I'll give them to you. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to actually um, show you how to make them. Well, no, I'd show me how to use them. Oh uh, well, that that <laughs> this one. Like I want to come fishing with you. Like that that one, I would. That's more bonefish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A snook yeah. would eat it, but probably not in the in the back yeah, is, in the back country. They would eat it. Yeah. Than than in the water. You know what I mean? And On the beach, they're eating the small white baits. So yeah, bring these with me this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, here's a look at a weedless fly. If you can see how drop it down for me. How I made the uh, how the how the mono comes from the back, and that really keeps it. Yeah, that's nice. You can also put a little straight cut this and just have it right here, and it will be just in front. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going almost every day after work. Right, fly fishing. Are you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've. It's been kind of weird right now. I don't want to cramp your style, but not not at all. I'll I'll definitely take you. It'll be great. The uh, now you I saw your your tying some of these at rattlesnake jakes yeah so you do that there in front of everyone and just kind of is it like a seminar thing or just like a it's kind of like I drink beers and make all the flies and everybody that's it (laughs) (laughs) the salty local style yeah I mean people come up but my friends you know I teach them too and then you know I I think you guys saw these I tie some grasshoppers for bass fishing these are cool oh those are great yeah that's great work man yeah so I do that and then. These are some other little grasshoppers I tie for bass fishing. Which we're oh, gonna, I saw you post that yeah, up the post other day. That. Yeah, so that's a cool little one. Those are manufactured rubber legs. You buy them, mm-hmm. so it gives you that. So that's the JB yeah. exclusive. Yeah. Oh, you know, I can't take any credit for the styles. They're they're common, mm-hmm. you know, common styles. But I, you can whip these up quick. You can almost tie these like with your hand on the thing. So yeah, you know. and they're made of foam and they float. The little color here is for visual because if you're so you can see it, mm-hmm. you know, right for the angler, yeah, yeah, totally. 
Oh, and there's a, like a split one. Split tail, kind of. It's tight work, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You sit there and, it, you know, we call it like men's crafts because it's, you know, we think it's funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> the knitting club. Yeah, like the girls come up and they, what are you guys doing, man? We're like drinking bush beer and tying flies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Talking about loose women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that we were married, so we were talking about them, but that's about right. Yeah, that's about it. That's our only. That's our only time. You know, my wife calls it my office. Yeah, man. That's that's dude. That's awesome. I'm glad you brought those in. Yeah, and, and you know, if you want to go, we'll we'll pick a day. I mean, maybe this week. I mean, you're going this weekend, though, right? I'm going this weekend. We're leaving Friday. Okay. We're staying at the Islander. Yeah. So maybe, um, maybe, uh. Maybe one day this week we'll go at like five because I think the tide's getting perfect. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be perfect like five ish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got plenty of light, so we'll just go. Oh, my friend is texting me right now. He's in our location. <laughs> in our location. <laughs> in one of the locations. Yeah. Where yeah. He, you know, well, we're not gonna divulge that. Well, on, on the show, but. well, we'll say if you do want to fly fish for snook on the beach, there's probably some swimming at your local beach, no matter where you think yeah. they yeah. are. There might be more here or less there. If the, if the bait are there, you probably have a shot at getting a snook on the beach. I mean, right now I've walked from Lauderdale to Boynton, all mm-hmm. the beaches, and there's, you know, people fishing with pilchards, catching the baits, and catching snooks. I mean, well, that's what we were doing. I mean? They were doing yeah. before, but yeah. the pilchards were really, really tiny. They, they were, were tiny. Bigger. There's they, some bigger ones on the beach now, though. Yeah, they're they're kind of the bigger ones are a little bit offshore right now. They're yeah. not right on the shore like mm-hmm. like the little ones are but the bigger ones are just off of that i would call it the first reef really it's this really it's the not not the first reef what they call but it is that little inside right inside reef in like six foot of water and they're there mm-hmm. um, it's hard to get to fly out there when you're yeah. casting so it's you gotta wait up here and then yeah you got your f- fly rod way up here trying to get yeah get it's tough out there. having yeah, the elbow above yeah. your shoulder like yeah i mean yesterday i went and probably an 80 pound tarpon just came right through the bait while I was, and I'm like, Oh my God, there it is. And <laughs> there he is. And I was like, get it. And I, I just spooked it. So it didn't, yeah. didn't happen. But, um, I did catch one the other day and, uh, I will say at Hillsborough inlet the other day on the fly rod a tarpon. Yeah. Right at the inlet. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Um, pretty good size, about 50 pounds. Really? Yeah. While everyone else was fishing live bait, I walked right up there and cast, <laughs> casted three times and had one on, on fly yeah oh good for you yeah i have it on video i didn't post it or anything but oh nice yeah. you gotta put yeah. that over to john yeah. he'll, he'll put that up on the All edit right. yeah, yeah i'll show you it's yeah you can edit it too it's kind of like uh chris Bezecki, my dear friend was over there and he's like i'm not even gonna fish i'm just gonna bring the camera i said all right cool and I'm, i was on in five minutes you know on one of these these are called eat me flies by the way those green ones okay um, developed by a guy in jupiter probably perfected by the guy from the old Florida, Darren, I think his name is. Uh-huh. And then I put my own spin on eat me flies too. So gotcha. I kind of make them a little different than all, than everyone. You know? Yeah. That's nice. I remember that one day when we were out, we, um, we, <laughs> all the pilchards were really small, but then like John, like casted and there were like two like little horse pilchards yeah, in there. So he's like, nice right, you take ones. one, I'll take one. Cool. Right? So he walked out to the rock, he starts casting out. And I take one and I cast mine out, and I swear to God, in like two minutes, mine got sharked. Oh man! <laughs> I was like, man, right. one good bait yeah. from the day, right. yeah. gone. Um, surprisingly, smaller is better. Less is more. Yeah. And people think you're gonna throw a huge big fly out there. I think it spooks them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, when I'm, I like to use you know what size baits there. 
mostly, and then I like to throw my fly as far as away as I can from the fish itself mm-hmm. and the line and everything and bring the fly. For those of you who are out there trying, do not throw your line on top of anything the fish. near the fish at <laughs> yeah. all, not right. even close to it. Like, you have to run up the beach, yeah. cast, wait, and strip into the fish, and then you'll actually lead into it, and that's where you'll get the best bite. You make it think that make the fish just, think it was his idea. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And the yeah. fish goes, "Oh my god, look what just happened!" Bam, and that's most of the best bites you'll get. You know, you get less turnaways from surprising the fish by the thing just swimming right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, a lot of times you're like in a rush and you throw it in front this way and then you pull it and it, it just didn't happen right. You know what I mean? You're, they follow it and they sniff it and then they don't touch it. You know, they just go, oh, what's that? You know, but if you really get them startled, yep. not startled like if you threw the line, but if you like, like, it's amazing. This bait just swam in front of me. Yeah, you right. know what hey, I mean? where'd you yeah, come well, from? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you know? And then, bam, you're on, you know. So. Those bonefish are so fickle. Yeah. The um, I remember, like, you know, the first time I was, it took me, like, like a whole day of, like, a lot of opportunities yeah. to really, like, you know, get hooked up on it. Yeah. But... Um, I remember the first time, like my leg was shaking. And I was so excited because I saw a little wolf pack coming, like right, yeah, right yeah. Back around the, the mangroves. Yeah. And I swear to God, I threw like the perfect cast, and even like the guide was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see it. That's it." You know, he's like yeah, the Bahamian yeah, guy. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, boy, yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Be patient, be patient." Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, "It's like stripping a little bit like that." Yeah, little strips. And then they just went right on by, see, like yeah. all like. 13 of them. I'm like, yeah. you gotta be kidding me, but I swear my leg was shaking. Yeah. Was yeah. Like, you're like, you're so, so excited. excited. The thumper, yeah. That thumper happens to leg. me every day when I fish. Yeah. Believe it or not, that's like, cause if you're, if they're everywhere, you don't get so excited cause you're like casting, you know, a couple of those days we were fishing, there was like every 30 seconds you saw a fish go by. Now it's like, Oh, there's one. Don't mess it up. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't mess yeah. up. This chance. Art. Yeah. Don't mess this chance up. And you will. It's a fact, you know what I mean? You're definitely going to miss a few shots, you know yeah. what I mean? The wind, especially with the wind, the weeds, and all this, yeah. the people walking by, and you're trying to get the perfect cast. And <clears throat> a couple of times, even this week, you know, the, I'm like, there it is. Oh, my God. And then I'm looking, there's a couple walking by, you know, enjoying their beach yeah. time. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm cussing under my breath at them. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, I got to wait. And then I, you go that back up the beach a little bit to check them, and then he's, it's gone. You so, know, your opportunity squashed, you know? It's yeah. the worst when they when they go and jump in the water right there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I see a big fish. Yeah, My yeah. heart's pumping. I Like you say, I run up and lead yeah. them. I wait, and then this guy comes running up right next to me. Yeah, I cannibals, and I'm like, are you fucking like, serious yeah, yeah, right you know, now? You know, the Did funny you thing that happens fish? to me all the time. Yeah. John's all such a time. nice guy. Like, yeah. really is. Like, um, one of the nicest guys I know in the world, right? I see your face, like, when that happens, just going... Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're just like, it's like that dog from the cartoon, yeah, it's not like, it's not like uh, throwing a live bait to a mahi where it's like, you just got to get it within 50 feet of the fish yeah. and you're going to catch yeah. it, but, you know. I, I did some fly fishing on the, you know, on wood out there and, the, you know, for the schoolies and there'll be nothing around and I find if you tease up some of the jacks that are on wood or anything and you you just even though there's not any dolphin around you 
you start teasing up those jacks and start making them run off of the board, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they come, they up, come up. They come up, and next thing you know, you got a twenty pound dolphin on, and you're like, yes, yep. you know? yeah. Those times they're hanging yeah, down deep. They're down there, yeah. And then once the baits start to get crazy, they they just rise. They can see it. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun to catch dolphin on a fly rod. It's pretty fun. I love. I I'm probably gonna start doing it again. Yeah, to be honest with you, because we we were out um, on the swordfish tournament for the swordfish mayhem this past weekend. And we didn't get a swordfish. Um, not a lot were caught necessarily in the tournament um, on the whole, which made me feel a little bit better. But we did catch, um, you know, some mahi. We caught one that we kept, but we ran into, like, a few schools. And it's like, man, I was just thinking, man, I really wish I should you know, the fly rod. I mean, obviously not on the swordfish day, but sure. you know what I mean? It's like I really, it really started thinking about it again. I'm like, you know, I really yeah. should just enjoy that too. You well, know what I mean? But yeah. Well, right now, the season's not going to last for much longer. You probably have like three weeks or four weeks yeah. left to actually see a bunch of snooks on the beach. So mm-hmm. it's important to go. Well, we were now. talking about doing like yeah. another trip here. I mean, John goes all the time, never calls me. Sure. <laughs> Did you get my lures, by the way? <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't gone back no, there yet. Right. I'll get them soon. Uh, so he's, yeah. he's been using these no live bait. Yeah, uh, I throw they're they're uh well they're kind of they're kind of like that. It's a like paddle a tail. Yeah. It's a paddle tail. No My weight or weight? It's a weighted head. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, they have different size jig heads that they make too. Right on. I've been fishing, trying to fish the lighter ones, but right on. during the uh, when that storm came with the big swells, fishing an ounce and a half, and I banged out a few, cool. few nice fish then too. Yeah, we fish those white cows. I even glue the epoxy eyes on them because yeah. they come normal, and then we mm-hmm. the, and we we live bait them which we call just a free hook, not a, no weight. Right. And we just twitch them. Yeah. So we cast, and they don't go far, but you only really need to be on the beach mm-hmm. anyway. So as far as you can cast it, and you just, just twitch them. Yeah. And they I do that with the flukes. Yeah, they, yeah. It's kind of what it is. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And, uh, we did, we were pretty successful on those. They mm-hmm. work well. I mean, even tarpon need them, you know. We, yeah. We used to, um, to do it at Nader's Dock a lot. Like, yeah. we would have a regular spinning rod, and then we'd throw flies on them. I even have videos of me fly fishing with flies on spinning rods at the dock. So, like, literally just slapping a fly in between the seaweed under a boat. Mm-hmm. Right there at the bridge? Right at the, no, right at the dock. At, t- at Nader's Dock. Yeah, and tarpon come right out underneath the, the dock and just hit these flies like you wouldn't believe it. And no, you know, no casting. I call it flipping. You just right. slap yeah. the water, let them sink, and twitch them a little bit, and boom. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's called uh, Flipping per Four Poons on YouTube if you want to check <laughs> Is, it out. You it's, got a YouTube channel yeah, for it? Yeah, it's on. Uh, I'll plug flip, that. Flipping for Poons? Flipping for Poons. Yeah, it's oh, a good video. <laughs> <laughs> you need me to design a logo for that? I got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, you design it, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's it's cool. It's uh, It was fun when, uh, you know, Nader's one of my closest friends ever, and, uh, you know, I'll shamelessly plug Taha Marine Yeah, Center. we want to definitely Val, talk about Taha Tech Gasoline, the best gasoline for your boat that you can you know get in the world it's a difference much. maker yeah it's totally it changes your boat you know what i mean so yeah so i'm um, speaking of nader i mean they've been at that location forever i right? think they moved here in 74 and yeah. they started they owned it in 81 owned it in 81 they started in 81 let me so i can't think of a more core local business than taha marine um you know, I mean, there are maybe a few others around, like some of the older, you know, you know, tackle shops and stuff that are here. And Merritt Boats is another, sure, like, you know, classic. Sure. God you know, bless Roy Jr. Yep. Yeah. Good. And, um, 
you know, that there's, there's a few businesses like that, you know, around, you know, to dandy donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, that yeah. make Pompano what Pompano sure, is. Sure. And, um, I even had the, the Bella Montes, all those, right. you know what I mean? And I even had, um, the mayor of Pompano on the show once before. And we were talking about the expansion of Pompano mm-hmm. and like, and I said, well, can you please just like, don't ruin the flavor of Pompano, please. Sure. You know what I mean? Because those businesses really got to support those businesses. Yes, exactly. Um, and for the people that, you know, have been here for decades, have been just a, such a part of the fabric of the community, just like the Taha family is. Yeah. Right. And it's important that everybody locally support them, but also spread the words to, to those who aren't local sure. and say, Hey, this is the business you want to go to. This exactly. is, these are the guys you want to visit, you know, yeah. because these are the guys that really make Pompano what Pompano is. And I believe that has been proven Yeah, during that whole controversial thing. Yep. Um, it's been proven. I mean, everybody, you know, they're not going to, the locals are not going to just go for the, the bait, if you will. Mm-hmm. They're going to stay where the locals are and they're not going to go and they're going to teach their kids. You go here, you know, the Tahas are great guys. They stand by their product. They, they'll come, the Tahas will come to the dock at nine o'clock at night. If they already close, they will actually, you can call them. They will come and give you gas. If mm-hmm. it's emergency, they've done it. They live close. Right. You know what I mean? It's, I've seen them do it. You know what I mean? They'll, you call them at, they're leaving, you call them. All right, I'll stay here for half hour. How long are you away? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they'll stay. They're not, they're, they're more community than they are about themselves, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? It, it's, it's at that point, it becomes a symbiotic thing. You know, one supports the other at yeah. that point, you know, yeah. you know, and it's important to know too, that there are some businesses that might've been around for a while, mm-hmm. um, that have been bought and sold sure. and the, the new people that buy them aren't necessarily the nicest people yeah, or, or they don't or have local or they don't have the locals in their, in their mind anymore. And they're right. not like trying to appease them, you know, but that's that. They'll, they learn their lesson eventually. You right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without mentioning any names, you know. So I mean? Pompano Strong. Yeah, exactly. Right? 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? And cool. Yeah, which I. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, you know, just, you know, Nader and Kelly, I mean, there's such a part of the fabric of that yeah. whole scene, too. And even, you know, not to plug us or anything like that, but when we did the artwork on the Atlantic Bridge right mm-hmm. there, I mean, you know, one of the reasons why that means so much to me and my entire family, to be honest with you, like my parents are proud of that. Um, it not because it's such a big canvas and such a great piece, but because of that bridge, it's it on is. that bridge. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It, yeah. If it was on some bridge in Miami, it wouldn't mean nearly as much exactly, to me, right. you know, because yeah. that's the bridge that, you know, my mother would drive over to drop me off in the yeah. summers and leave me there all day. Yeah, me and as then well. when the sun goes down then she'd be there to pick me up. Yeah. You know, and then when I'm driving myself or my brother's driving, we're driving over that bridge to go surf second street. Yeah. It's just like, that's it. You know, and yeah. so that's like the stomping grounds, like the first art gallery I was ever in. Remember when the wildfish collection was yeah. we're next to cherries yeah. on the, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Right there at the yeah. marina. Yeah. I mean, that was the first place when I was like 17 years old, hanging my artwork, yeah. you know, my fish art in that gallery. And it's like that whole corner is like so meaningful. Sure. You know, and that's why it's yeah. important. I think to keep triple MC food. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, all those, the Montello's. Yeah. And, and that's why it's cool. with second street yeah. surf shops right yeah. there in that spot too. It's yeah. like really, really cool. I was going to wear my second street one. That's right. I will shout out the second street surf shop. Yeah. 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 Yes. I, I grew up at second street, obviously surfing with Nader. Me and mm-hmm. Nader surfed all over the, you know, Mexico, Costa Rica, yeah. Barbados. We've been all over, you know, Great, great guy, great fun times with him, you know, so uh, 
go get your gas at Taha. Go get your gas at Taha. And, you know, the Valve Tech gas, they inspect the tanks. Their diesel has a... Their diesel has a anti-algae agent in it. I mean, they they get their tanks inspected oh, on a regular basis. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a very valve tech is serious, man. That guy's there all the time testing, probably once a month, maybe mm-hmm. even, maybe even uh, <clears throat> twice a month. Sometimes yep. depends on how much fuel they're going through. You know what I mean? Another place, if you're not on that side um, of the intercoastal, too, uh, another place at the lighthouse point sure marina which is another, which another is great, great spot great you know, guys there yeah. too yeah, yeah lighthouse point marina is awesome mm-hmm. I mean, christian and the whole in the whole operation yeah. there it's a very good operation too so yeah. yeah um you know it's nice to really understand um you know the landscape of the people that make up you know all that whole sure. stretch you know and it just it's it's important to support the local vibe of it you know i, I really wholeheartedly believe that yeah you know? i mean i know we're kind of going on and on about it today sure but, sure you know, well, you know, in my opinion, Pompano Beach has got the best fishermen in the world, and it's been proven already. I mean, the people from Pompano have won. You find them all over the world. Yeah, and they catch, and yep. they win big tournaments, you know, mm-hmm. from even from uh, Timmy Popfinger, Bill's, Bill's uh, younger brother. He won Angler of the Year for Marlin Fishing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got Timmy and Cliffy yep. or some of that. And now... <clears throat> Now, little Timmy's become one of the best fishermen. Yeah, man, he's he's, he's yeah. uh, captain yeah. in Nate's pelagic boat yeah. at the Sea Hunter. Amazing, right? yeah. yeah. He's doing a great <clears throat> job on that mm-hmm. boat. Amazing, yeah. And I mean, I know I talk talk to Nate about it all the time, and he can't say enough about the job that he's doing. Yeah, you know, and Timmy. I mean, what can you say about yeah. you know, yeah. the, the record breaking Timmy? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Phenomenal. You know what I mean? Real, yeah. But that's just really just kind of like the fabric of the whole town, and you got the White family, and just I mean, sure. the, the, you can list names forever: the Leach sure. family, and the, yep. and the and the Basson family, mm-hmm. and it's like the pound for pound the strength yeah. of anglers that are Shannon, in Shannon, Shannon Kelleher, them guys yeah. that went in. I mean, I went to school with Shannon and the Miss Michelle. They're it's amazing how good they do too. You know, I remember when I was um in one of the meetings uh, about how we were going to design the artwork on the bridge, um, and there was one person on the board there that like. Well, shouldn't you bring in, you know, do this kind of artwork and make it like fluffy, beachy kind of thing? And yeah. I'm like, absolutely. Not. I'm like, this yeah. is Pompano. I'm telling you, yeah. the artwork on this bridge is, is what makes up the fabric of this town. I'm sure. just telling you, like this, and they and the rest of people were kind of in agreement. You know, Brandon yeah. Rhodes was on that board, sure. and he was backing me up. He's like, no, this is this yeah. is Pompano, and I, that's what know, we're all about. I think it's perfect too. I was, I love Thank it. You. you know what I mean? I when I saw the when you were drawing it in there before mm-hmm. we even put it on there i was like yeah this is gonna be cool you know what i mean i mean one of my first fish i ever caught you know on my mom's i had a 23 foot aqua sport i was probably 10 years old i caught a 50 pound sailfish mm-hmm. caught my own ballyhoo live trolled it slow trolled it and caught it and i remember my mom saying i was 10 years old don't you lose this fish. And she's like screaming at me. <laughs> don't you lose this fish. You better keep Your that Your mom's line. yelling at yeah, you. Don't yeah. lose this fish. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all, yeah. My mom started me off. Yeah, she was like, you better not lose this fish. And I did oh, it. Talk about pressure. I, I did not. I did not lose it. Um, unfortunately, I had it mounted. I had like a head mount of it. And you know, we had the back then you could actually take the bill and put the bill on the mm-hmm. head mount and stuff. But Do you hear uh, your mom's voice in your ear when yeah, you're like, you've got the snook, yeah. like you don't lose this fish. Oh, man. <laughs> I've lost some. I've caught some big snooks this year, but I've lost a couple. Yeah, big, big, me big, too. Big, big monsters. Yeah, big yeah. ones. Yeah, exactly. I You've had been... a monster straighten 
an Edo hook on me Ooh, this summer. Wow. I'll put a picture wow. up of that. Really? Nice. Big yeah. ass hook on there. Straighten wow, me yeah. out. It wasn't foul hooked either because I, I could feel the head shakes. I turned yeah. the fish a couple of times and it was at night, so I didn't see her, but yeah. I felt her. Big. Big fish. Yeah. Wow. I had one right on the beach. I mean, it was probably 44, 45 inch snook right on the beach. And it kept dogging me and going uh, and staying right in the right on the shore trough, mm-hmm. and it just was too strong. And I just was trying to not, you know. After it goes back and forth, and the line keeps switching over the head of the snook, it's just getting chafed and it's you know it's getting fr- you know frayed. Um, and I was like getting frustrated, and I'm like, all right, I got to put a little heat on the fish. And as yeah. soon as I did, it came you know busted, and I was like. You just you don't know you know yeah, what I mean. Like, you, you want know. that you always want that one back. Too, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I still th- I still think about like geez, I must have had a. I mean, I don't want to. You know, it always gets bigger every time sure, I tell the story. Sure. But I mean, I mean, it had to have been at least like a sixty, at least a sixty pound mahi. Wow. That I lost at the boat, and I was just about to jump in. And dive. And on yeah, it, I was just yeah. about to jump in with the gaff, and then it just it then it got a little bit too deep for me. I was like. Because I was so devastated at first. If I would have thought quicker, yeah, I probably could have, you know, at least even just turned the boat on it and got it in. But because yeah. it, it was right at the boat, yeah, and it's just like boom, just snapped off. And I was like, oh. that was. And a, I that, still think about that fish. It happens, like, but yeah. that's what kept, that's what makes you nice keep going money. back. Hundred percent. Like yeah. you know, then you're like, all right, I have to redeem myself after that. You know, I mean, I caught some big ones this year. I mean, nothing, not probably the biggest one I ever caught on fly. I caught this year mm-hmm. for sure, and. Yeah, you've been holding some nice ones up recently. Yeah, um, I did. I did catch a couple nice ones about two years ago. We had that one year where it's almost impossible to fish. There was so much seaweed and it was yeah. windy the whole time. Almost there was no snook, and I think it was last year, maybe a year before, but two or three years ago, we had a great year for some fly fishing on the beach. It was yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this is, I mean, with with the wind being <clears throat> minimal. Oh, yeah, that's probably very helpful this time of year too. With yeah, like the lack of wind. They do. They do like it when it's when there's a little chop in that surf. A little though. bit. Yeah, it's a little harder for me though. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm not a good fly fisherman. Right on. I go. I go, and it's really windy. You know, my my wife, she's been fly fishing. I'm like, it's too windy for you. You know, I don't even. Yeah. Don't even come because you're just gonna get all frustrated, right? But you got to keep it low. Mm-hmm. And you can't get the fly up in the wind, and you got a sidearm in, yep. and you can't really cast as far as you think you can, so don't try. Right. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because you can't really push that you're working the, against yourself. And and yeah. Let the wind, you got to, you know, know the wind's going to take your line over here, so you're throwing over there. Right. If the wind is that is south or whatever, you're going this way. You know? Yeah. A lot of times you'll try, and if you get it too high, the wind goes and blows it right on your fish. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, my God. That's happened to me a lot, obviously, this, yeah. this the wind, you know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's part of learning it, you know what I mean? And not getting tangled and not having uh, wind knots happen, mm-hmm. you know, that's all part of the, the windy. and the, I yeah, think I'm determined, <clears throat> man. To, to 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 get it down. Yeah, like I, I'll be I'll be the first one to openly admit I do not have it down. Sure, you know what I mean. But I'm determined to. It's it, it, even I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know you're what I always mean? learning yeah. something. Even when you I don't have every it. time. I mean the guys. I mean guys like Junior Popfinger. You know the Brian Espositos. You mm-hmm. know people like that who are you know been doing it for twice, three times as long as I have. You know what I mean? Who probably 
you know, started it, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. those people. I mean, when even when I'm standing next to them and I'm fishing right next to them, they're like, do you see that fish? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know I mean, it's right there. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't That's that. the thing too. They it's can like, see I feel better. Like a, I feel like an idiot sometimes too. Cause I, like I'm, I'm in the same position. Where yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And people, but he'll see them all. And I'm like, it, it's like that. Like you were seeing like a couple things yeah. in the water. And I'm like, what are you talking? It's I'm not like, your eyes. It. It's your mind. Yeah, <clears throat> it's your mind. You know when you see this snook. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like my friends are telling me, I was like, you. It will happen when you know that that shadow or what is a fish. Mm-hmm. You don't know that because you don't do it enough to see right. the fish swimming. You know, it could be three, four foot deep, and you just see that black line mm-hmm. going, and you're like, that is a fish, mm-hmm. you know? And it takes a while. It does. It took me still. I still don't see him next to, you know, guys like Junior and stuff. You know, I'll be standing right next to him, like, right there, right there. And I'm yeah. like, I don't see it. Like, cast over there. Run up the beach. You mm-hmm. know, okay, I got it. You know, you know, it's humbling when you fish next to those guys. You mm-hmm. know, I go, I'll catch three, and it's on fire. They catch ten. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like, oh, I just caught another one. They're on. You're like, oh my <laughs> god, what's, what am I doing wrong? What is going on here? You know? Totally. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like, you know, like I'm not the best fisherman in the world. You know what I mean? But I've been fishing, you know, my whole life. Sure. But, you know, but not professionally and not like every day. And sure. You know, so it's like you know, I can kind of hold my own, I think. But I know enough guys that really know what they're doing yeah to know that i don't know anything sure sure you know, like if that makes sense you know sure. it's, it's like because i mean like you got I mean, guys like art sap to come on the show yeah. he's a regular on the show uh-huh. you know there's nothing i'm going to say to him that's going to teach him a damn thing or yeah. e- or even like hang with him yeah you know, i just got to listen to what he says and sure. be like, all right cool i gotta take your word for it great that's fisherman great, yeah great you know, guy things too like that. yeah great guy too you he's awesome. guys yeah. in skip dana like these are guys yeah. that are out on the water like Every day. Yeah, so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't expect them to come in here and tell me how to blend colors or yeah, you know, anything exactly, like that. So exactly. Because that's my deal. But, you know. Yeah. But, you know, but I think it's important to stay humble about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. Because I can't stand, like, the guys that are in a similar position as me and don't want to sit there and talk about, like, they know everything. It's yeah. Like, you can't be like that. You, you can't know? know everything. You can't. Exactly. You can't, that's the trick to know. it, right? You can't you know. know. You can, it's like, you know, what, what bait to use at this time? What, you know, what? what techniques to use at certain times of the year. And even like right now, the, <clears throat> the the full moon, people don't know. You go during the full moon, they're not there. You go three days after the full moon, a week after full moon, all of a sudden there's snooks everywhere because they were on the reef spawning, then yep. they come back, mm-hmm. and then now they're hungry. Yep. So some people are going, <clears throat> full moon, I don't even bother, you know, unless you're going to go at night on the reef or something, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> right. The um, Yeah, I mean, it's cool when you like – and. I enjoy having guys on the show like yourself that, you know, A, I can just shoot the shit with and just sure. talk fishing with because yeah. I enjoy to do that. Yep. You know, I enjoy doing that. But uh, also, I mean, maybe if, it, you know, me or someone listening to the show can maybe learn a little something. Sure. You pick up a couple of things or, sure. you know, just be entertained by the, like hearing like a few new things. It'd be yeah. great. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, like, I'll, you know, if people are listening and watching right now, you, you're pretty much going to use a seven to a ten weight if you're snook fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends use eight weights. I like a nine because there's always tarpon around, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get caught with an even smaller rod. Then a nine is already too small for oh. tarpon. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting into fly fishing on the beach or just anywhere, you're going to go from seven to nine, pretty much, mm-hmm. and then 
from there you're going to go down or up depending on you know what fish you're catching you know like bonefish you're probably going to more seven seven five to seven mm-hmm. and then tarpon 10 to 12 weight right weight rod line you know and bonefish i mean I, i'm not, i'm really a bone fisherman i i don't never even caught one on the fly rod so mm-hmm. i've aspired to but they're just i've never been down there to do it you know what i mean so yeah and even in the keys it's you don't get really nearly yeah. as that many opportunities i mean, I've, I've fished with bonefish with uh, randy tau down there cool and we're basically just throwing out shrimp yeah and just kind of shrimp on it, a jig it. yeah mm-hmm. shrimp on a right. jig that's how all my friends catch them yeah, yeah. mostly but Fly fishing is a little different now. Well, Randy's a master fly fisherman. Cool. So he won't fly fish with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, mean, sure. I don't blame him. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, we've talked about it. And I even deferred and I said, I don't, you know what I mean? If, yeah. if it's going to, like, cramp your style, then I don't even want to, like. Sure. You know what I mean? Now, he's like, if you wanted to fly fish, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you come like, down no. here. This yeah. is, that's how he talks. <laughs> yeah. You come down here and I'll teach you for a full day and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We'll just do that all day. Yeah. He's like, but. Don't go like thinking we're going to catch fish. Yeah, you know what I mean. And don't you know, go. It's somewhere. not that easy. Yeah. And, and yeah. He goes, he goes. I will teach you like all day. But he's like, you want to catch fish, then don't go blowing an opportunity by busting the fly rod out. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like that. So now, that's just how he is. There but. is bonefish on the beach out here. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, they're yep, there. Right. They're not a lot of them, but they're there. And you, if you got to know when you know what they are, and you got to be able to spot them, and you need to have another rod. And another whole setup with you mm-hmm. because you're snookfish, and then all of a sudden you run into a school of bonefish, and you're like, "Uh, they're not eating this eat me fly at all." You know, they're right. the, yeah. they like a shrimp yep. looking fly. You know what I mean? Something that goes on the bottom, and that's you'll catch them. They usually eat off the bottom more yep. than they do the surface. You know, so right. I saw a nice I saw a nice school of them last month over in uh in Fort Lauderdale by the inlet. Yeah, see, they're there. They, yep, they're there. They're you just have to through. see them. Yeah, you have to see them. You know. Um, I just went to Sanibel. Um, oh, saw you did? that. Yeah, got my wife's first snook on there. She was happy on the nice. spinning rod. But uh, we went over there and fished uh, um, Bowman's Park, Bowman's, I mm-hmm. think it's called, and there was a lot of snook. I mean, small. All of them were probably 12 to 16 inches and lots of them, but they were real fickle. I got a couple follows. I caught a couple, but... For how many snook, they really weren't biting, you know what I yeah. mean? I think that's a big difference between the East Coast and the West Coast. Is like you're going to get a lot more snook over on that coast, yeah. but I think the snook on this side are bigger. Way bigger. So They brag about 33-inch snook yeah. over there. Yeah. I wouldn't even put one on the – I wouldn't even <laughs> take a picture of yeah. it. Yeah, right, right. Pink. I mean, yeah, like, oh, that's it. You know, Where's the belly on that thing? Well, I would <laughs> if it was, like, season. If I caught a 32 or a 28 – you know, yeah. in season, I would definitely be like, slot, thank you for coming out. You know, mm-hmm. if you catch a slot, which is the, you know, the, the skill, thing, yeah. you know, if you could do it. Um, I'll tell a story. It was great. Um, it's like, whatever, first couple of days of season legal snook fishing. Um, I got, I'm going to go walk. I got to catch a snook legal. I got to catch a slot just to prove I could do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I go fishing. I'm walking the beach. I see one loner snook. He's just cruising. I'm like, oh, man, this is my shot. It looks perfect, you know. I throw first cast. Bam, I got him on. I catch him. I go run up to my bag. No tape measure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit. I grab my bag. I go with the snook. I go back in the water, and I got the snook in the water, and I'm holding it. Like, there, I get on the phone. I'm like, Hey, are you coming up here? Like to, to Bill Popfinger. I'm like, you coming up here? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, bring a tape measure, man. I got this snook in the water and I need to measure it, right? <laughs> and he's like on driving up, you know, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, 
a dollar bill is six inches long. I, if mm-hmm. somebody has a dollar, I can measure this. You know what right. I mean? So people were walking by. I'm like, hey, you got a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. I don't oh, want the dollar. I just awesome. want to measure this. Look, man, what's going on? And I'm literally in the water holding it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, just Jones and you're. I gotta draw that. Yeah, and then here Junior comes Bill. Bill finally thing. shows up. Junior finally shows up. He gives him a tape measure. It is like 28 and a quarter. You know what I mean? I yeah. just make it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I caught it. You know what I mean? He's like, well, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm leaving. You can only keep one. I gotta go home now. He's like, all right. Later. Dude, I'm crying. Oh man, it was funny. I'm, so, I'm just picturing you sitting yeah. there in the water. And we're holding it. I'm like keeping it alive. Yeah, you got a buck. <laughs> you know, people walking the beach. I'm like, oh my God, dude, what am I doing? But I got to eat it. It was great. You know, so and I, and I, and I had the claim to fame that I can catch a uh, snook during season, on the fly rods. So, yeah. uh, no one gave you a dollar? Yeah, no one gave me a dollar. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I see some dude yeah. in the water hole just like, yeah. ask me for a dollar, I'm giving you a dollar. Like, I need a dollar. Six inches, you know. I'm, I can make 24 out of that. You know what I mean? I oh, man. Well, so. I only had a dollar. I could eat dinner. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so funny. <laughs> True story. I swear to God. It was great. At least Junior came up because I was about ready. To, I was like, all right, if I don't get anybody, I have to let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't just take it. You know? Yeah. So that was a pretty good story. I was always, I always tell that one because it's. That's funny. It, when I was there, I was just laughing. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I'm like begging for a dollar here with a snook in my hand. Outstanding. <laughs> and it, we, you know, it's funny because John gives me like little teasers to post up sometimes. And that's got to be it. I, I never say that on the show live, but. That's our teaser right there. That's <laughs> yep. um, I want to segue a little bit over because I, there's a topic that I want to kind of get today with you to okay. talk about um, CBD. Sure. Right. If if you want to, if we can sure. kind of just move over to that real quick because sure. that's something that I'm highly interested in. Okay. My wife has done a lot of research on it, and she's introduced some products like into our household. Cool. Um, but you're kind of an expert on the matter. Yeah, and we, so I wanted to pick your brain. And this is the company that you work for. Sure, and, sure. And you guys do a bunch of different products. So yes, yeah. kind of wanted you to maybe bring up some things that could educate the audience. Sure. Because I know on people, CBD. Yeah, because I know yeah. there's always a lot of questions about sure, it. Sure, it's you know, new, people, it's, it's popular. Right. And, you know, um, CBD is obviously um, a cannabinoid. That's what it stands for, cannabinoidal. Mm-hmm. Um, it is part of the hemp plant or cannabis plant, you know, it's a, it's an alkaloid or a molecule from it, um, that, you know, now, so they, they take, uh, hemp plants and then they extract the CBD molecules out of them and use it. And it's, um, a very calming alkaloid. Um, I would say CBD does if anyone's ever you know used marijuana or anything the cbd part of it is the part that makes you tired it's the part that makes your eyes heavy and your mm-hmm. face feel heavy you know and that's why a lot of people use it for anti anxiety people use it for um you know, obviously they're using it for epilepsy and stuff like that, right. which is a nervousness. So it cal- it's a calming, you know what I mean? And a mm-hmm. very, a lot of people use, a lot of people, there was a, there was a hype about it and everybody would take it or use it and be like, oh, it doesn't really work. It's nothing. 
Um, well, they probably didn't take enough or use enough mm-hmm. product because if you, it's a very subtle um, um, alkaloid is what I like to call it. It's a very subtle alkaloid in it. The more you take, the more you'll probably feel of it. You know I think I mean? some people shy away from it because of the the point you brought up about that's the part that makes you tired. Yeah, but I think they people do. shy away from it sometimes because they may have smoked weed in the past. Sure, and then like panicked or freaked out yeah. or had some kind of like you know oh, I don't ever want to do that again. It that, doesn't have the know. yeah, it doesn't have the paranoia that weed uh, that that uh, cannabis itself has. You know, like uh, right. THC. THC has a little bit more of a euphoria than CBD products. I think, and that's why they kind of making, I'm not going to say CBD is a hundred percent legal, but it's pretty legal. You know what I mean? Right. It, it is. Um, I think Texas just outlawed it. CBD. Oh, they did? Hemp flower. They outlawed hemp flower. So now they are growing hemp flower looks just like marijuana buds or whatever, but there's uh, no THC in it. Very, very little. And we actually, man, we, we, we're farm to table. We grow it, we package it, and we mm-hmm. sell it as hemp flour. Um, and it's smokable, or you can make edibles out of it or whatever, you know. Okay. I mean? So, Has there been some on the ground recently on actually, like, hemp, the hemp industry, like, making a comeback now? Oh, yeah. Because of all this? Because yeah. I know in the past, like, you know, with the William Randolph Hearst thing and one sure. of the Selmore newspapers and that whole story sure, or sure. whatever like that, but it seems like with the growing of the CBD and the popularity sure. of it, like that the hemp industry would probably come back. And I haven't done any research on that, but I'm just assuming. Well, there's two kinds. There's industrial hemp mm-hmm. and there's hemp flower, which people are growing for the buds. Okay. Okay. And then hemp stalks, they would use the stalks and that makes rope and fabrics and stuff like that. So it's kind of split. Okay. All right. So the industrial hemp grows for fibers and um, <clears throat> medical use CBD is grown for the buds and the flower. Okay. So a little different. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Maybe you have some, you know, you're growing, I, I forget what it's called, but they have like when you take all the buds off, then you, then you have this big pile of garbage mm-hmm. that they don't use, but then they can sell it to... Uh, you know, textile industry or whatever. I mean, they make hempcrete now. You can have concrete with hemp in it, which is really? stronger than regular concrete. Yeah, and you just, they just make put the fibers in it. Hempcrete. Yeah, it's good. You can actually buy a kit of and make your own one brick. If really? You yeah, on the internet. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. You think maybe if you put, like, some hemp in, like, the flies or some CBD, some CBD in the flies. <laughs> it would like, just knock be, them out right yeah, there. Yeah, they would just be like, okay, just drag me in. Um, now, what I have done, and I'll, I'll share this secret. Um, I don't do it really when I'm fly fishing, but when I used flies at Nader's Dock, we would dip them in the gulp. Liquid. Oh, yeah, the Berkeley Gulp. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. would dip them in the, bulk, the gulp and then slap them, and we'd get hits off them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. soak them in there for a second. And especially like the moonfish, we did a lot of moonfishing right at Nader's Dock with little small flies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, if you soak them, then they hit it. So, you know yeah. I mean, it goes away quick, but, you yeah. know, like, it's pretty funny. Like, Oh, my God, that's It great. actually works, you know what I mean? But yeah. Not, I mean, then you have a – well, t- take me through the the – Talk surf radio show a little bit. That you yeah, did so, with like Pat O'Connell. Yeah, me and me, Pat came to me. He was doing sports radio with a couple of his good friends, uh, CJ, who worked at Papa's, uh-huh. and his buddy Ken, and uh, 
um, this kid, this kid Luby, um, who all worked for Jeff DeForest. And they all did the Jeff DeForest. The had sports his, radio? Yeah. yeah. So Jeff DeForest had his own radio show. And then he had this internet radio. Defo? Defo radio. Yeah. yeah. So Defo had this internet radio where they would talk about sports. And it was. Uh, and degenerate gamblers and all and, that. Yeah, everything right. and whatever. <laughs> they even did a Mystery Science 2000 on it one day. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So, so Pat says, hey, well, why don't we, you know, I was telling surf stories about you know, his uncle Joe Connor and Nader, and I'm telling all these Porto stories and Mexico's and Costa's and all these funny stories. He says, man, that's like a radio show. Right. I'm like, he's like, you want to do it? We could set a day up. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I said, I could probably get a bunch of, you know, pros and local surfers that I know to come in and which we did, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. <clears throat> we used to do it at, you know, Papa's raw bar. We did it at Jake's. Yeah. We did it, you know, several other locations, but, um, Pat moved to North Carolina and it kind of just kind of fizzled out from there. You know yeah. I mean? It's to set it all up. I mean, obviously you see all this equipment you have. It's, we were doing it on the fly out of the trunk of our car, you know, and it was, it was difficult to say the least right. with a laptop and, you know, heading a, headphones breaking and we had, you know, inferior equipment. So we kind of, if we were going to go next level on it, we would need to get a spot, you know what I mean? And stay there, you know? Yeah. I I can't, I wouldn't, I can't imagine having to do the show without the way we're doing it now. Like I remember when, when John and I were first concepting this, you know, he's like, well, how do you want to set it up? I'm like, basically told him like, all I want is just a cool studio that we can just walk into and go turn it on yeah just turn yeah. it on and go and That's just like cool. you know yeah. I mean, and make like a cool little cozy setting and stuff yeah. like that so we, we're not having to do like this major now he'll come like an hour before or half an hour before the show and get the mics and the chairs based upon who's coming and sure. stuff like that but you know, for the most part it's pretty yeah turnkey yep. you know yeah. he brings his cameras in and like does like that so you know i never wanted it to be like i want it to be because this is not our main Business, sure, right? sure, sure. Our main business is an art studio. Yeah, of course. Right. So, but we we do this kind of for fun. Sure, really, because I just I mean, that's I just what we did. We, did, we didn't it. have a we didn't have a sponsor. We didn't have anybody give us yeah. anything. We were just we were doing it just for fun and you know free beers at the bar. We were going <laughs> right. To, right. Show up. You know, you guys we, give we us. We should have had a drink. You want to have a, a glass of a drink or rum? No, or no, no. I, I don't. I don't. I want to think I wasn't being hospitable. No, no. Thank so. you. Coffee's enough for right yeah. now. You know what I mean. But yeah. So, yeah. so what kind of stories you're telling on the uh, on the surf radio? So, so oh, well, just silliness. But um, I'll, I'll elaborate a little more on the show. Um, <clears throat> we thought same as you. We're we're not going to really like beg anybody for money or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. first of all, the difficulty from taking out of your car and trying to set it all up, and then you show up late, and then you forgot a cord, and you know what right. I mean. Like the the problems were net were endless, you know. And then yep. the internet's not working. Yeah, and, you we've know. done a couple of live shows on location. And it's 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 a hassle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that was that was the the main part where if I was going to do it. Again, if I was going to continue to do it without Pat, mm-hmm. I was going to do it right, you know, like this. I was going to have a big a booth and a show, you know, right. and we'll really get people in. I mean, we had some world champion surfers, all kinds of people on there. It was, yeah, it was nice. great, you know what I mean? It was Did you enjoy fun. doing it? Yeah, it was, it was fun, man. I mean, we were... Because you're more than welcome to come like back on the show sure. and be a regular, sure, like, you sure. know what I mean? Take up a chair sure. and like we'll bring. On I can't wait till they get flights out here. It'd be a lot easier. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 
I gotta tell you, man. Every time people come out, to this, I'm like, thanks for coming to the Everglades. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm Clyde Butcher over here. Like, to, you know, everyone's get, coming out to see to me in Cypress what Gallery. What flight over there, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually. Awesome. I actually grew up out west till I was about. 12, 10, 12 years Where'd old. I was I grew up right next to North Lauderdale and Broadview when I was a kid. I went to actually Broadview Elementary School when I was a kid. Get out of here. I did, yeah. I grew up in Kimberly, Rock Island. Oh, cool. Kimberly, yeah. Right. The Sarinero cow Park. pastures right between. We used yeah. to walk back and forth over there. Yeah. Serenero Park. Cool. Yeah, I grew yeah. up. I went to uh, I went to Margate Middle in uh, sixth grade. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. And I, my mom was like, all right, you're out of there. Like, she didn't. Yeah, I went. Yeah, to, yeah, I, went to, I went to. Uh, yeah. I went to Lauderdale Lakes too. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I went. Well, I mean, I was. That was the one thing that um, my parents mandated on all of us. I'm the youngest of six, and they did this oh, for wow. all of us. Yeah, yeah. They did this for all of us. Is like you had no choice. You were going to Catholic school, right on. Like, and my parents did not make a lot of money. Sure. So it's like they stretched and pinched every penny to make sure that all the kids went to like sure. private school. Cool. And I went to the St. Helens and then right in the Gibbons. Cool. And it was like, you know, they, the only choice I had was when it came to high school, they're like, do you want to go to Gibbons or you want to go to St. Thomas? Sure. And I chose Gibbons cause it was closer to the beach. Right on. Cool. A, and my yeah. brother had gone there too, but that wasn't really like the big decision yeah. maker. It was like, well, I would, you know, and then yeah, that worked out well because we were surfing all the time, yeah. fishing all the yeah. time, like, you know, after school. Yeah, that's where the Pompano guys used to pick up their girlfriends. Yeah. You know, because the Pompano girls were just, you know, white trash. So we'd, be like, we'd, go to, we'd go cruise Gibbons. <laughs> they, they had <laughs> summer teeth. Right? Get the good girls over there. The Pompano uh, girls had the summer teeth? Yeah. Oh, summer yeah. here, summer oh, there. Man. We had the court. You know, we had the court over there. It was a girl's halfway house, and all they all used to go to Pompano High, and then they, they were actually in halfway houses, and then they'd go to school and then go back to the dorm every day. What? Yeah. It's called the cord, yeah. Then, the cord, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's it's it was classic, man. You know, the bad girls went there, man. It was crazy. Damn, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, and they were like live there. You know what I mean? They lived in this like building back over by the. It was over by the baseball fields, back in there. In yeah, the yeah, in there, yeah. And then we'd all creep over there after Kester Park, creep. Doing the, do a lunch, do a lunch dube cruise, and go over and play the court <laughs> when we were kids. My God, oh, man. that's a that's a that's we're a like is core pompous is Sherry story. over there? What's going on? You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're riding your bike over there. Yeah, yeah, right? or whatever. One With somebody, some wheels. somebody had a car. Yeah, you know what I mean. Somebody. I think my mom gave me my car. The, the, her car when I was 14, she was like, just take the car. Cause I was turned 15 and I wanted a moped. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I gotta have a moped. Everybody has one. And she went to the moped store and she's like, you know what? <laughs> you can have the car, man. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got lucky. I had a big old Impala cruising around the Pompano. You got an Impala? Yeah. Big giant like sled. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I remember crazy. my buddy, Brian, uh, he had a, a, I don't know, 70-something Noah. Like, right so I think it was a 77 or something like that. And we always to head up coast and that thing, like go sure. up to Sebastian and, yeah. and whatever. And, um, you know, he lived right there. Like, you know where the power plant is, right? The sampling, yeah. you know what I mean, right yeah, there? Yeah. yeah, he used to live, like, right over in that neighborhood. Over and, by the uh, career funeral home. Yeah, so he, he recently he just, he lives in North Carolina now. So he just texted me some pictures, like, that he found of, like, his old room. Oh. And... Whoever came into that room was allowed to write on the wall. 
Oh, cool. So, like, over the years, like, that whole thing, Art the whole everywhere. room was looked like a club. Sure, you know? But it was, sure. like, a surf club because yeah. all the people were, like, drawing Quicksilver logos on the sure. wall, like, stuff like that. I like, had a few on my room, too, I believe. I had, like, Tropical Brazil or something on there. And, uh, yeah. Rock and roll, I would draw the, you know, the covers on my folder. I was I was a little artist kid myself. Yeah? I was, yeah, I would I'd do the Pink Floyd wall on one folder and then, you know, Van Halen on another and then all my folders had a rock and roll group on it or surfing on it. You know, you know I hate to be like, <clears throat> I hate to like be like, oh, kids these days, but it's like, like, or like any, like, th- th- this is one difference, I think, of the generation that's growing up now mm-hmm. to like, like our generation. Sure. Like, I'm sorry, but your music sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bad. Yeah. A lot of it does. A lot of it does. But I'll tell you what, there is some new generation right now of 80s style punk rock music that my daughter listens to, okay. which is... Well, you got a teen... You got, all right, so you have a, a teenage artist daughter yeah, who's incredibly totally, talented. To- yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. So you're, you're kind of in on what's really, like, hot. And yeah, exactly. They're not listening. They don't watch the Kardashians or any of that crap. They're, like, more modern... And, you know, they don't sit on their phones. They're, they, we have all art supplies. We have, like, a little studio at our house. That's I mean, awesome. Their, their room is all art, you know what I mm-hmm. mean, from, I mean, I'll, I'll show you some more stuff that they do. It's incredible. I mean, yeah, send it over to John because we'll throw yeah, it all up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Definitely. Yeah, they're, they're real talented young girls. They, you know, they get, they're in co- they take college courses in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to both graduate with their AAs. So they nice, you know, in at the they're going at Pompano. One goes to Pompano, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're both going to graduate with their associates oh, in high school. Wow! So they only have to do Good two. You, they're saving me some money, but yeah. that was my brainwashing <laughs> of them. I'm like, listen, you're going to graduate college in school, and then you're going to go. You're going to save me two years of yeah. money. You know how much money you're going to save me? A lot. You know. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> so then so, they can go to a state school without. Yeah, my yeah. daughter, my one daughter has a five point two. No, so you got no words yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and the other one, I, she's Pompano High. She's, I think she's taking guitar now. Yeah, that's and a great school. She actually goes to the School of Rock, too. Oh, she does? How for, do you like for, that? I don't know. I haven't been there, but my wife says she loves it. Because so. we were thinking about maybe doing that with our kids, too. But yeah. our kids are still young. They're like nine yeah. and seven, so. I think that if you get them started, I, I started mine about about then, about nine, ten, on a Casio keyboard. One of those, mm-hmm. somebody gave it to mm-hmm. me, the one that lights up and you follow it. Okay. So she started doing it and then i say hey, you want to take uh, piano lessons she said yeah okay so we called up somebody and end up being the guy from howl at the moon okay um, i forget I'm, i should plug him but i forget but a guy's amazing so we did a few lessons at his piano blah 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 at his spot then once she learned of hands and everything and where to put everything we only did over the phone Okay. And she did over the phone for probably five years straight. Mm-hmm. And she shreds the piano. And I bought her, you know, a nice weighted keyboard, Yamaha, nice. And then one day I had a bass. I don't know. I just was like, I want to learn how to play the Barney Miller theme. All right. Yeah. I just, I just was like, I want to just play that one time because I just love the bass. You know what I yeah. mean? So I got a bass. I played around with it and I didn't do anything with it. So during the COVID, my daughter is like, well, bored. She's like, I'm sick of everything. I'm sitting here. I don't know. You know, I'm done. 
She's like, can I play that bass? I'm like, yeah, take it. So she, I show her how to go on the computer and learn the bass tabs and learn what you're supposed to do. And she's like, okay. Next thing I know, she's like ripping the thing. I'm like, really? what the <laughs> hell? I'm like, you want bass lessons yeah. now? She's like, sure. She's like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, then I showed her all the great bass players. Right. You know, I said, you got to, you know, you got this, you know. You got you Jocko got, Pastorius. Yeah, you got Jocko, Flea, and, Flea, and yeah. you got, um, you know, what's the other guy? Getty Lee is a great yeah. bass player too. Yeah. Um, but who's the one guy who's amazing? He he plucks and slaps really hard. Uh, oh man, what what genre is it? Um, it's it's rock. You know, it's uh it's uh punk rock. It's um oh man, it's somebody's probably saying that out loud. Yeah, all right, well, <laughs> we'll if we think of it, we'll, we'll have to um, edit that. He in. has the video with the cowboys all dressed in cowboy suits, and he's. Oh, oh, Primus. Primus, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I says, here's, yeah. you got to check this guy out. This is the number one guy. This is Primus. Yeah. This is the Chili Peppers. This is in between. And this is Jaco Pastorius. Nothing like them. Mm-hmm. You know, this right. is this is how you play everything on the bass, every part of the guitar. You can yeah. play. He does that. And fretless, you know, pretty cool, you know, so. That's good that you gave her those influences because yeah. that, yeah. that's, you know, rather than just being so technical about yeah. it. You know? Yeah, yeah. She, she likes to play rock on it mm-hmm. and i think she went into you have two choices in the school of rock you have the who or you have hair band okay and she was playing a lot of who you know a lot not who but you know old rock classic rock classic yeah. rock and and she's like all right and then she's like well i think i'm a little more hair band so she's into this hair band thing at school of rock now yeah so we'll see how she does. Well, oh my God, we stay were tuned for Sophia Burgess, next <laughs> bass rocker. We were we were in that swordfish tournament this weekend, and obviously, you know, sword fishing is not like the most active form yeah. of fishing in the world. Yeah, wait for um, it. But uh, so there was like a huge lull in the day, and then someone like all of a sudden Harris started playing. Bang your head. Oh, right. Oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that in forever. Oh, yeah. That was a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I listened to all that when I was a kid. I listened to pretty hardcore, you know, either yeah. punk. So I was a skateboarder, surfer, yep. Pompano Beach, you know. I either listen to that or, like, you know, the Scorpions, like yeah. you're saying, you know, something like that, you know. Choir crazy. Riot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was back in, like, your Pal Peralta days. And, like, yes. Was, oh, I had Bones a, Brigade. I, I totally had a Pal Peralta yeah. with the sword and the skull. Mm. And I was skate uh, Bob Yanger's ramp right there on uh, Dover. Yeah, by the inlet. Yeah, that's where we all skated. Yeah, so I mean, I, I worked for Chuck out here for BC Surfing Sport sure. for like all through high school and sure, like early yeah. on in college and stuff yeah. like that. So I grew up putting together skate decks and great you know, guy. Yeah, the whole, oh, Chuck's the man. I just hit him up. I'm like, what's where, what, is my name at Billabong or what? Did it, what do I have to do to go over there? <laughs> do I have to call Bruce myself? What do I have to do? What do you need? No, you I call was just, Aaron. I know. I was just teasing him anyway. You oh, know, okay. I, mean, I remember the uh, you know I do this DFB logo. It's my uh, logo. I uh huh. <clears throat> and uh, they had a DBI flag out there, and we're kind of like the opposite of them, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I called Chucky. I said, hey, man, got a DBI flag in front of Billabong. You got to get rid of that. And uh, all my friends were sitting at Jake's. And he goes, all right, hold on. And I stand there, and I go, watch this, everybody. And the guy walks right out and takes the DBI flag. Oh, really? it in the garbage. I'm like, there you go. That's oh, that's too. hilarious. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's Aaron's working over there. Cool. Yeah, cool. Hedberg. Yeah, um, cool. So that's why we worked together at the awesome. at BC. And good. I'll go over there. Yeah, I used to go to BC way back when it was by uh, 
the um, the hot dog place over there way back mm-hmm. in the day. You know, Near I mean? the Skyline yeah. Chili. Houston, yeah. Houston's. We used to eat at Houston's, and BC yep. was there for a little while. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. that's a great operation. I, mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I'm I'm so lucky. Like I've worked. I worked at a surf shop. And then I went and I worked in the music industry for sure. 17 years, like from like major record labels yeah. and stuff like that. And then now I own my own art studio. Cool. So I've been very fortunate enough, like to always like be able to love my job. Yeah. You know, so that's cool. Yeah. I count my blessings for that every yeah. day. You know? me, me too. Like I feel like I can do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I, if my job, I'm, I mean, I sell, I, I, I run four or five websites. I do all the graphics for my company, mm-hmm. for my friend's company. I've made all the products, all the, stuff so i enjoy it you know what i mean i enjoy the creating creating stuff for people you know what i mean yeah like i was landscaping before this i'm a landscape designer mm-hmm. I, i'd take your house and photoshop plants right yeah. on it you know what i mean and that's then, cool yeah i mean i'll yeah. show you some of that too it's pretty cool you know like i have <clears throat> i could teach that too mm-hmm. like somebody could instantly landscape designer i mean my dad landscaped in florida for 50 years so i right <clears throat> i know all the plants i love landscape design yeah yeah so I know all the plants. I knew all that. And I was into it. I, I think I kind of went to my plateau on it. And this guy offered me a job. My f- good friend, David Darian, who owns CyanHerbals.com. Check it out. Promo code LionZion, 15% off. There you Anything go. thing you guys want. Yeah. So, lowercase. Lowercase LionZion, li- lion lion 15? Yeah. Yep, 15% off. And, uh, Is it LionZion yeah, or LionZion15? No, just LionZion. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So... I started working for him and it's, you know, working for your friends are probably the best thing, you know, close friends, somebody mm-hmm. you've already been through trials and tribulations for with, and you know what I mean? Now yeah, I do. you got you, and people that like, works when you're small. Yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. Now we've already been through everything over in life and now we work together. So yeah. it's like, we don't have any of that weirdness, you know right. what I mean? We're just, we just get it done. So that's great. It's cool. Like, you know the, I mean? We kind of grew this company the same way. To where our first hires were like, like people within our circle. Exactly. Because you got to trust who you're working with. You, know what I mean? you don't want to yeah. just bring in someone that you know yeah. what I mean. Exactly. Like even like you know even like with John working here too, it's like, well, he came like via a friend from mm-hmm. Jimmy sure. Wicket, you know. Sure. So it's, there's like a conduit there of like within your circle that you operate from. Yeah. I think that's really important when you're first kind of yeah. getting everything started and because you want to surround yourself with people you trust and that's you know, 100%, people you have like yeah. common ground with, yeah. you know, it's yeah. really, really important. I, I believe that's like one of the main, main things you can do, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, Cause some people say, Oh, don't ever hire your friends. I say bullshit. No, I don't think I mean, if you can't hire your friends then maybe you need to question whether or not they're your friend. for friends that you've been through stuff yeah. with, I think, you know, oh, you just meet somebody. Yeah. You don't know them yet, but if you've been through, you know, a few years of trial and error, just in friendship, you can work with them because then mm-hmm. they know you and you know them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool, you know? Or even if just like you hired him through a friend, well, he has that feeling from that other friend too. So it's all, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Dude. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to go fishing. We're going to go fly fishing. Yeah, man. Where are we going to go? Um, well, this week and maybe this week sometime. Maybe this week. Um, I'm going to be out in Hillsborough Mile doing an install Thursday. Okay. So maybe uh, after that. Okay, perfect. Because I'll already be out there. Perfect. So I'll, I'll give you a buzz. And There's nothing wrong with that. You know, the Hillsborough Mile, the beach is brown as it gets right now. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I can. that's what I'm saying. I'm going to, coming from out here, Yeah. I'm like near you. 
Okay, it's cool. like yeah, north yeah. or south doesn't matter. Sure, to me. okay, cool. Once I'm out there. Yeah, you just hit me up and I'll be like, I, my office is um, right above Kahuna's. Okay. So I'm right there at the beach in Deerfield. Nice. So you call me. I always have my stuff in the car, you know. All right. Tuesday's my golf league, which is today. I don't, I golf at 435. Pompano, okay. Pompano, so. Very nice. All right. Yeah, man. I cool. do that too. Golfing. <laughs> you ever golf? I love golf. I yeah. used to I when it. I was younger. I stopped. Yeah. No, I love my, golf. Cool. I got a set of uh, Cleveland TA7s. Um, I used to be yeah. decent. I cool. can't even say I was ever good. Right on. Um, my brother is good. Right on. Cool. Like, he he was he went to the University of West Florida. Yeah. And he was a captain of his college team. Oh, sick. Yeah. Like, Shoot to under point where, like Yeah. So, if, like, if I go play golf with him. Like, I really get sick of saying nice shot. Oh, yeah, right? It, it's Because it's always like a foot like, from the pin. Nice shot. You know that's rude in golf. What's that? Nice shot. Is it? Unless it's like right next to the hole. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like if it's, it's not right next to the it's like a foot like from the pin. Nice like shot. if you miss a putt by three inches, that's not a good putt. Right. You miss. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now I, I just got it. Like, even if it's like a, like yeah. a foot, I'm like, yeah, it could have been six inches more yeah, to the right. Yeah, you, know? you tease him. That's what you do. So you got to get in his head. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. No, but so um, I, I, got a bad slice. I was golf. I was good at golf. About before I had my kids, I played literally every day golf, and I mm-hmm. was, I was a you know scratch golfer. Oh, and you were. Yeah. Now now I'm like an eight. Uh, I can I can break eighty. Yeah. I can break eighty if I have a good game, but I'm usually like low eighties, high seventies right now. Yeah. Yeah. I I usually like it. I usually like um, being around you know seventy nine. Yeah. And any hotter than that, it's, I just don't go out. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. That's what that is. It's, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's no, 90. It is 90 degrees out so, there. No, yeah. If I break 100 these days, I'm happy. Well, that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's but, dude, wrong I just that. don't go. I just don't really play that Short much Short game's everything. Like, yes. you see people, they can, you don't have, you can slice the ball. If you aim left and slice it into the middle of the fairway, mm-hmm. it's a great shot. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the difference. You know? Right. And then if you, the short game is what most golfers Cannot mm-hmm. lower their score. You're yeah. chipping it over and yep. go past. Your mind gets forth, a better idea. Putting all that—that's that's half of it. So yeah, when, even me, if I would tighten up my short game right now, which I don't have time to, I only play one day a week. Mm-hmm. I could probably start getting into low seventies. You know what I mean? But I've been shooting eighties. You know, yeah, low eighties. That's still great. Yeah, low eighties. I'm I'm happy. I'm not I'm not trying to get any better. I just go out there and play with my friends and. If I shoot a forty-five, a ninety, or something, I would be. Yeah, can't be mad. I'm like do it. in my life right now. I feel like I'm the cockroach, like just like coming out from underneath the furniture and seeing like daylight for the first time right. in a while. Because yeah. we, I mean, my kids are seven and nine, and they were really little, and then we were starting a business yeah. and everything like that. So yeah. I was basically like married to being a new dad, and yeah, you know, and then starting a business at yeah. the same time. So it's like I didn't really get to see the light of day for a little while. Yeah, I did that you with mine I mean? when they were little. I was the stay-at-home dad. My yeah. wife, my wife bartended and waitressed and I would stay at home all night long, you know, I yeah. went to the, well, we're homeschooling now. Yeah. My wife's a teacher. Well, we've been, we've been doing it for two years, like cool. for homeschooling. So well, my wife does it, but I don't do cool. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, which we've been enjoying that yeah. actually aspect of being able to work hands on sure. with the kids and sure. it gets frustrating at times. But. At least you're able to, you know, my wife's a school teacher at McNabb elementary and yeah. some of these parents, they have to work. They, you know, it's, it's really tough. Difficult. It's very yeah. tough, especially yeah. now with this COVID thing. Like mm-hmm. I feel so bad for a lot of these parents that are being put in this position, Hundred percent. you know, and not only just put in that position, but having to have a curriculum 
that I don't necessarily agree with be sure. forced upon them. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's because so, the curriculum is like too demanding in a lot yeah. of respects. I'm talking about for the little kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't really have to be as extreme as. They want them to get it over with quick. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? It's very, very tough for these parents to deal with this situation yeah, right I now. Agree. You know, so if you're talking like everyone wants to criticize DeSantis for saying, oh, at least give them a choice, I'm like, well, if you're giving them a choice, then it's not like you're mandating that they have to go back. But if yeah. you're at least letting them choose sure. to say, yes, I want to do this or do that, it really should be the parent's choice. I, I think. like that. You know? I totally like that. I like, yeah. I want my kid at an early age to go in this direction. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, in the direction that you're saying, you know what I mean? Right. Wherever, if they want to be this, then that's what they're going to, let's give them a shot. You yeah. know what I mean? So That's why we're homeschooling in the first place. Yeah, you know I, I mean? I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the internet. I've always been, I've been on the computer. Mm-hmm. I was a rave promoter in my Ooh. 20s. So I've learned the graphics from, you know, making flyers yeah. down in Lauderdale, promoting. And I'm a fan of the internet. I've been on it for over 20 something years. and. Mm-hmm. My kids, they can they can do their whole school at home. They don't even need to go to school. You know, right. They have all the equipment, and half the time my kids come over to school, like the teachers don't even do anything. They just say, "Here, look at this, and do that," and it's yeah. all on the internet anyway. So, you know, even the whole idea of college is going to change. Yeah. Be, I was reading an article. On the computer. I was reading an article on Forbes, I think it was mm-hmm. recently that. You know, this guy was put up a really compelling argument for, like, the destruction of the college system as we know it. Right. Because of the price. Yeah. Right? And if, if people, if parents and students that actually have to take on the student loans. Yeah. You know, can do most of this stuff remotely. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you can. More than you know, when you go to, all you, of it. If you go to, like, like, Tallahassee and you sit into a class of, like, 200 people in a room to talk about calculus. Yeah. Like, you're never talking to that teacher. You're just sitting there to listen to that it teacher. It sounds like the Snoopy. Yeah, you're taking teacher. notes of how what they're doing. Yeah. Like, you never talk to that teacher. Yeah, you don't you, talk to You them. have to email that teacher to, to ask them a question. That happens right now. Right. That's in high school. So what the hell do you have to go yeah. to school for? That's you what just I just do tell that on kid. the internet, right? I, I tell my kids that all the time. I'm like, I, I think you can just do it all at home. All at home, and, yep. and <clears> then your, your student loan is going to be minimal. My wife's you're gonna end up you're gonna end up paying five thousand dollars a year for college instead of twenty thousand a year, yep. if that. Yeah. Right? Because what do you you're just gonna have to pay basically pay your membership. Yeah. To go now, schools like high level schools like Harvard and Stanford and Yale, those places will always be in, institutions. Sure. Those places will always be around. Sure. But the schools in right down the middle, yeah. Right? The mid range schools, yeah. Those are the schools that don't that are gonna suffer. Sure. Or or are just gonna kind of mm-hmm. go away. Unless they're specialty. You know, when you got hands-on stuff like like you know, art school, sure, art school, you yeah. have to go. Yeah. I can attest for that because I'm like, you know, there's a lot to be said for yeah. interacting with the instructors, sure. interacting with the other students, sure. kind of getting through and learning your skill set, yeah. and because like, so much of it is hands-on. Yeah, I think a little bit like you know, even with you doing like oceanography or anything mm-hmm. like that, you're going to have to be in the ocean. Yeah. You're going to have right. to go to there to learn it. You but know? most of the classes that you can take, you can or just before do that, so you might only have to do a handful of those field sure. classes. Sure. I don't know. I think this is going to change the entire landscape of the college education. I hope it does. And I think, it, and I hope, and I think, I hope it's going to change the financial aspect of it. Yeah. Like they become more affordable for more people to go to college. I mean, it's they're looking for more affordable ways to do that, right? For you, mine are going to college next year. So I'm going to be footing the bill for, till they yeah. figure that out. You know, it's, right. it's so expensive yeah. now. Well, they saved me two years. They're saving yeah. me, which is a great, you know, so. Yeah. Maybe you can buy them a moped. Maybe. <laughs> 
Well, I already drive her car, so <laughs> she just she just has, she didn't get her license because of the COVID. So she's like, yeah, she has it, but she has to go get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's so funny. Like, you know, you <clears throat> you want your kid to do well, but then you don't want to send them out there when they get older. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. scary feeling. Uh, you know what I mean? You're like. I think homeschool would be great for you. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm starting. Yeah. I mean, I saw some. I mean, I don't know. There were reasons. There were reasons why we did the homeschool. Decided to do sure, the homeschool. Sure. This is all pre-COVID. Sure, you know, sure. It was just, just it wasn't like what I was seeing. Yeah, I, don't know. Was, I agree. You know, we had the ability to do it at the time, so I was like, you know, let's just do that. Yeah, and they're doing great. Yeah, I mean, my son. I've heard nothing good about good about it. I've never heard of homeschool sucks by any mother or. And huh. my friends that do that, they say it's the best thing ever. My son's, he's supposed to be going into the first grade. Mm-hmm. And just based upon the work that my wife has done with him, he's already testing in the second grade math. Yeah, look how, look at the look at the uh, attention they get by being homeschooled. Yeah. One-on-one, this is what you got to do, learn this, boom. It's not, my wife's a teacher. She has, she normally has 15 to 20 kids in her class. Right. And they're all in, you know, they're kindergartners and they're, they're picking their nose and running. They're all crazy. You can't keep them straight. You know yeah. what I mean? Who's paying attention here? You get one-on-one with the kid, he's going to learn or she, yeah. you know. And in, I mean? in, in less time yeah. than it takes, like, you know. And mm-hmm. I feel I feel bad for the teachers, too. Sure. And just to be clear, my, my whole criticism is not on the teachers. Sure, sure. Teachers are awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just what a lot of them are forced to be to dealt with, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's a, a lot of it's being mandated. Now she's going to teach in her own classroom remotely. She's going to go to school and in her class, no kids, and they're all going to be on screen with her using her board like normal. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Well, Strange times. Let's give it in, up man. to the teachers. Yeah, there. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, support your teachers. Support your police officers. Support yeah. your you know, medical professionals and sure. everyone, every, everyone that's got to go to work and deal with this. Yeah. Like, you mean, not all of us have to deal with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and they, they don't have a choice, you yeah. know, and they're, they're dealing with it all the time. And, you know, our poor police officers that are just, you know, taking the brunt of this very small percentage of the bad ones are out there right yeah. now. And it's just not, they're scared to even work. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that, that's highly unfortunate. Sure. You know, but, I think it'll all work out. It'll work out and people will be a little more smarter and it will all go back to not so not not being so in fear like everyone is. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of forget about the fear. And then when they try to bring it back or whatever, you know, if they to learn something else, you know, we, we do need to learn from it no mm-hmm. matter what. You right. know what I mean? You gotta learn from everything, you know. So it's leaving a historical footprint for yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So Yeah. I mean, you know, it's an election year. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. Let's, uh, let's do, let's, let's do Thursday, man. Yeah. Thursday, yeah. Thursday, five o'clock, something like that. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. I think the tide's perfect too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yep. Good, good tide this week. What's come? the wind? You know what the wind is? Uh, I believe, I think it's a uh, east wind, but it's really light. So cool. I think it should be good. The best it was, it was southwest winds. Mm-hmm. When it was, it was, that's when it was really. Right after the full moon, southwest winds was great. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see that again, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the bait's there, you know, it's still there. I think we'll, we got a shot. Are you looking it up now? Yeah, but well, my phone's not loading. 
or yeah, when I need it. All right, yeah, right. We'll figure That's it out. You guys text me. I will text you my real number too, so we don't have to Facebook it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then we'll go over it. All right, cool. Cool, brother. Um, Jim Burgess. Yeah, thank man. you very much for joining you, us brother. on the show. Always today. a pleasure. Yeah, Dennis, man. You know definitely, right John. Pleasure. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. So uh, your ego is not your amigo. No. And always do your best, and yep. then just let God do the rest. Yep. There right? you go. Always remember that if you're in the market for a Jeep or a Chrysler or a Ram truck like we have, nice. Um, go see the fine folks at Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They will hook you up. Talk to Dean. He's my man. It's my sales guy. Price selection service is always on top, right? And if you are hungry, which I know you are, because my stomach is grumbling, right? go check out Troy and Cassie's operation at Papa's Raw Bar. Yeah, great place. Right? Lighthouse Point. Um, you know, they are got all their situation dialed in for the COVID they have for a while. And yeah. it's, it's pretty proven that they got that all fixed and they got the Pop Amigos showing up the food truck in the old town. And I'm going to go yeah. check that out. I haven't seen yeah, it. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. You Is know, it, it's different food, right? It's a little bit. It's just this Jamaican, he calls it Jamaican Crasian. Okay, cool. Whereas like this mix between like Caribbean, Jamaican and like Asian sushi kind cool. of. Fusion going Mexican. on, yeah, yeah Mexican. Right? They got the exactly, and the, like, dude, the food looks awesome. I, gotta I haven't it. been able to go yet. I'm, I'm dying to. It's really smart. To. Yeah. It yeah. So, and then you know, there's probably been some slowdown of the development of, of the brick and mortar location mm -hmm. sure. um, for a little bit. But you know, we're going to be doing some artwork in the place once cool. once it starts getting you know developed and built. So we're looking forward to that. And we're really excited about it. So cool. Awesome. Um, and also if you get a chance, anyone goes to connectedbywater.com, you can check out all of our cool straw hats and different things we have, buffs, fishing shirts, apparel artwork, you know what we do. Cool. Check yep. us out. Right. Yep. Yep. So Go, to right. go see the Taha brothers at go, uh, Taha Marine. Go see Taha Marine. Yep. Get all your gas from there, please. Lighthouse Point Marina. Go catch them up. You only yep. got a month left on the beach. Yep. Snooking. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks. See you.